Um, yeah, let's pray. Lord Jesus, uh, we love you. Thank you for what you've done for us, Lord, that we can celebrate that you came, Jesus. You are Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, you came into these earthly tents, as Paul puts it, these bodies. Lord, you came in your own body, and you had a body to offer as a sacrifice, Lord. But first, you had to live a perfect life, sinless, the spotless Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So, Lord, we thank you for all the things that you've done. And, Lord, just be with us as we read just this quick text as, as we uh, just walk through it. And, Lord, um, that through your Holy Spirit, you'd allow us to understand and to be grateful for what you've done. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, so today's Christmas, you know, the traditional day that we celebrate, um, you know, Jesus coming, coming for us. Um, and there's so much, you know, as we sit here, there have been, you know, at least a thousand years on this, on this um, celebration, right? Uh, so, of course, it's very commercial. People make a lot of money selling rubbish <laughs> for us. Um, you know, so if we put that aside and we see what God intended and what we're celebrating on a day like this is that God loved us first. And sometimes I just have to sit back because really uh, our Christianity is all on God. He's the one that initiated. You know, it, we call him the first cause, right? Because he, he came, he, he was first. It wasn't, this text tells us, it wasn't that we loved him, <laughs> you know? And, and I grew up in a home where I learned about Jesus early on. And I've told you before, it wasn't um, the traditional Christian home uh, because my, my mother loved Jesus and my daddy to this day still hates Jesus. So it wasn't traditional by any means. You know, one parent is telling you Jesus loves you, reading the scripture to you, and the other one's trying to rip the Bible. You know, so it wasn't a traditional Christian home. So people can't tell me, well, you have no choice. You were born a Christian. And like my mother told me, God doesn't have, God's not a grandparent. He doesn't have grandchildren. He only has children, the ones that choose to follow after him. And, and really, that's, that's all we do. We just choose to take the free gift that he gave us because he initiated. You know, as we read here. This is real love, verse 10, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And Romans tells us that while yet we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So it wasn't that, you know, oh, I'm going to send my son. They're going to recognize it. They're going to know right away, you know, right on, right on what we would call right on Christmas day, right? On the day Jesus came and everybody's going to change their mind and they're just going to follow after me. God knew that wasn't going to be the way it was. Jesus would have to come serve for about 33 years, die on a cross, and still most of humanity wouldn't even notice what God had done. Uh, Daniel tells us in, in prophecy that the chosen one, the Messiah, would come and it would seem as if he had accomplished nothing. That's how mankind takes it. We find out in the book of John at the very beginning that when that 
the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh, right? And then it says, and the world, the world of men didn't recognize him. Oh, nature recognized him. We know that because Jesus spoke to the storm and he did exactly what God could do. He has the attributes of God, talks to the wind, the waves, to the storms. And, and I've talked about this before. I mean, that would be a cool power, right? You know, it's raining outside and you're just like, oh, I have to go walk to the corner store. Stop raining. And then you just walk there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be a good uh, like party trick. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he was God. We knew that the spiritual world knew who Jesus was, right? He makes the demons tremble, right? And that's one thing that I find about Jesus that is wonderful. He makes demons tremble, but the children want to come to him. So he has this meekness where we know that he is the lion of Judah, right? But the children can come cuddle him, right? I came to him as a child because Jesus loves me. This I know. So then we, we look at this, we see that, you know, in Romans 5, verses 6 through 11, um, and I'm already flipped there. You don't have to flip there if you don't have your Bible. Um, it says, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. He invited us into the party. He didn't care that we were rude, rowdy, wild. He said, come on in. Come on into my father's house. And that doesn't give us an excuse to continue to be that way because what does the psalmist write? He says, it is your kindness, Lord, that leads us to repentance. Because when we're invited to the party, we realize I shouldn't be acting like this. I should actually have respect for the Lord, the one who loved me first. You know, and then we, we look at this and something that um, I've come across a, a few times in these last few years is people say, well, how do you know it was Jesus? You know, it's like, well, because I, I read the Bible and you know, it's Jesus plastered everywhere. Even in the Old Testament, you see the shadows of Christ. You see the shadows of the plan that he had en enacted since Genesis, since the beginning, where he told Eve, your offspring, one of your seed, will overcome the enemy, but, but he, will be, he will be bruised as he does that. So... Um, you know, I started kind of looking and, and really the way, and I've, I've shared this before, but one of the main ways that we can say, hey, it was Jesus and Jesus is God. He's part of the Godhead. He is divine. Uh, 
part of the reason we know that is because of the information that we're given in Leviticus, which transfers over to Hebrews. And in Hebrews 9, verse 22, we're told that there is no forgiveness of sins if there's no shedding of blood. So it reads, in fact, according to the law of Moses, nearly everything was purified with blood. For without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So then we, we read that... Um, the only way out, the only way to pay a debt when we have sinned is through the shedding of blood. And then we find out a little, the next chapter of Hebrews, that it's not just any blood. We're told the currency that this debt needs to be paid in. And the, the, the currency is called man's blood. Because in Hebrews 10 verse 4, we're told that it needs to be man's blood, for it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So really the sacrificial system that the early Jews would practice was just a cover-up program for them so that God could be near them, but it didn't wipe it fully away. It just covered it. And, and I've gave, given this illustration before. Uh, if you have a coffee table made of wood and then you have it really nice and somebody comes and puts a nice hot drink on it and it leaves a ring, it leaves a ring on there. Um, you can either renew the table, give it new life, take it outside, sand it down, but most of us don't have that time. So we use a magazine and we throw the magazine over the ring so that it's not in our faces and that's called the cover-up, okay? That's pretty much what the, the blood of bulls and goats did. It just put the uh, magazine there so that it wasn't in God's face, right? But then the law showed us that we needed a savior. That's what scripture tells us. But it just couldn't be man's blood, right? It had to be pure man's blood in the sense of this, sinless blood. Because every man, all of mankind owes a debt. It had to be a person that didn't owe a debt, to pay at least one for one. And that's the other problem that we come to, that one man, one sinless man can only pay for one other man, right? You can only pay. So it has to be a pure currency that is infinite. And that's where we get into the problem of I can't pay for the whole world, right? Jesus' blood is said to pay for the whole world. John told us that. He died once and for all. So you need infinite blood. And only Jesus fits that profile. Only Jesus. So um, man's blood, we find out. And then man's pure blood. But then Peter tells us that that is exactly who Jesus is. Peter tells us in 1 Peter, chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. So he tells us this. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the eternal life, from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. So it was a pure blood, right? And then 1 John 1.7 tells us that it was God's son's blood that paid for us. 
And we could flip there really quick if you want. 1 John 1, 7. And it reads this. But if, you, if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Also, John 3, 16, you guys know that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So it was God's son, God himself, the God of the Godhead, that died for us, that was sent and what we celebrate on Christmas Day. And that is what we have. We have this beautiful free gift that we can celebrate today. That we could sit down with family. And if, you're, if you have Christian family, you know what the beauty is? We're going to be celebrating forever. Forever. So one day, our Christmas lunch is going to be grander. Because God's preparing it. Our coming home lunch, right? With the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace himself, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you. And Lord, we thank you that you sent your son to die for us, Lord, to pay for us. But you sent him to tabernacle with us. And we thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for what you did on the cross. And, and Jesus, that three days later, you rose again from the dead. And you were able to tell us the deal is done. It's good. The offering has been accepted. And Lord, we could just believe and then live in the reality of that. We don't do good things so that we can get more from you, Lord. We do good things because we're loving you back for the good that you continually do for us. Thank you, Lord. We just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.